Hey there, welcome to Friday Night Live with your hosts, Ben and Rob. We all love that Halloween season means Nestle chocolate, but did you know that Nestle is a huge provider of infant formula to entire countries? Well, except for China, because Nestle is closing their factories that service the nation as Chinese birth rates plummet. What's really going on in the land of the CCB? Over in America, the Pentagon is receiving dozens of UFO reports every month. What do you think they're really seeing? We'll also explore the UFO cover-up during the Cold War tonight. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. So on this Friday Night Live, we'll also do a deep dive into quartz crystals. Do they have special properties? Do people like them so much? Why do people? Why do people like them so much? Yeah. We're Atlanteans in ancient civilizations using crystal technology. Well, join Edge of Wonder uh, live for a weekly Mandela effect, a Q&A, the top 10 weirder news of the week to keep you all laughing. And we'll see you out on the edge. And if you're listening to the Edge of Wonder podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or elsewhere, please leave us a five-star rating and review to help us even reach more people. And Thank like you. and subscribe and follow <laughs> and share this content. Ben, how are you feeling? Um, you see? Yeah, I'm doing better. I mean, yeah, I'm actually okay. I just got like some congestion and whatnot. But um, yeah, other than that, I'm doing pretty, pretty okay. Got like a slight headache again, but I actually get headaches. Like I'm, I kind of get them once a week. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, just like when I, I, I'll wake up some nights like sleeping weird, you know, and then I was just, I'm, so I'm kind of used to having them. It's not really like that big a deal to me, but, um, but migraines are the ones where I'm like, I, I can't handle migraines. That's yeah. I've never, I've never really had like a, splitting headache you know migraine mm -hmm. uh, i don't get headaches too often but when i get them i'm like something's up like i know something's up if i get a headache you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> thankfully wow. yeah yeah i used to get migraines like a lot long time ago a lot and then um yeah and now actually now i got them so often that i started realizing what was triggering them and sometimes it can be chocolate believe it or not <laughs> what yeah. about what about the yeah. chocolate certain chocolates it's like too, if it's too rich or something it, it, i don't know it, it, like do you, but do you think it's the like toxins in the chocolate or it's a certain type of could, other chemical in the chocolate could be um something in the chemical in the chocolate um it's specifically it's the it's the lindell is it the lindell or whatever it is yeah. the uh <clears throat> ball anyway the chocolate balls that are really rich um those I, i've had those a couple times and i've gotten migraines and i'm like dude this is weird so i stopped eating that and bad coffee if it's like you know if it's really like freshly ground coffee and like nice beans or something i don't have any problems but if it's like i don't know something that's just ground and it's not good like i'll get migraines from that sometimes Very and, interesting um, and cheese yeah, those. Yeah, the Lindor. I couldn't remember the name of it. Those things. Yeah, and spe and certain cheeses will do it too. But weirdly enough, <laughs> wow, this is fascinating. Yeah, it's super weird. Super weird. Only Speaking foods cheese, that start with C. What'd you say? Only foods that start with C: chocolate, that's, coffee, and cheese. That's super interesting. Didn't weird. Really what does it mean? It's a conspiracy. Which also <laughs> starts with C. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm trying to decode this now. Like, where's the conspiracy in there? Also starts with C. Code. C means three in numbers, so three, three, three. <laughs> That's hilarious. Speaking of cheese, I got that. Uh, I, I tried the the real Parmesan. What is it? The Parmesan? Oh, Parmigiano Reggiano. Yeah, I, I got some the other and? day at Trader Joe's, and I was like, okay, this. I can Dude. see why it's people obsessed it's over this. The grandpappy of all cheeses. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was really surprised by you it. You can literally almost any part of that cheese, you can even gnaw on the rind and it's going to be delicious. It's outrageous. Yeah. That's exactly what I got. And it, it was 100% authentic. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll try it. Mm, okay. That's good. <laughs> you didn't get a migraine. No, didn't get a migraine. Thankfully, yeah, no, no migraine. So, um, anyway, all right. So we got. Hey, you want to see this optical illusion? Dude, this is weird. This is really, really strange. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what to think about this. Okay, so guys, check this out. <laughs> check this out. What the media is proclaiming that's happening in this video is that a combination of like the way it's filmed and something with the wind and whatnot makes it this illusion to appear like it's not actually moving. The only counter I would have to that nonsense is that it doesn't like we're talking about a plane. You have to go a certain speed in order to stay in the air. And it does not look like it's getting that far in front of that bridge. Like you can no. tell when the video starts, it's behind the bridge. And then it does look like it's in front of it now, but it doesn't look like it's far enough in front of the bridge for it to still be floating. I mean, yeah, and, and in, people, in, in the last few years, there's been a lot of videos that have been that, that have come out doing the same thing. Oh, man, I keep freezing. But doing the same thing where, where they're just like frozen in, in the air and um, like people on the ground are, are shooting it, you know, and some people are like, oh, it's photoshopped. But but then it keeps happening like something like this. So I don't yeah, know. You ever see the one where it's like a bird flying and go, mm -hmm. like, going nowhere. It's just like, yeah. it looks like a, I don't know, like, <laughs> you know, a kink in the matrix. It's not even like flapping its wings either. That, that, that one that you're talking about, it's just like, looks like yeah. it's just like, it's frozen just like, in air. yeah. So frozen. weird. <laughs> I just coined a new term, kink in the matrix instead of glitch in the matrix, because I couldn't think of the word glitch. I'm in no. good shape. <laughs> kink in the matrix. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. If, if I was doing like a a if I was having a rave in the in Zion, which uh -huh. is the Matrix City, I'd call it kink in the matrix. <laughs> just kidding. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think way. they were already kind of doing that in the video anyway. So. I don't know. That, like, <laughs> that the was always the most uncomfortable part of those movies is I was like, their raving is just so off. I don't uh, know. It's, it was very kind of awkward. I felt awkward. like that was the only thing that didn't really go along in the movie itself. It really didn't. No. It's it like, was who like, was behind this? Why did they throw know. that in there? It just didn't really. It was like, yeah, okay, we're having this like serious, like we're about ready to go to war. And now let's just have this big party. And I don't know, man, I guess that's why they were thinking like, okay, you know, we're all going <clears> to <throat> die. Might as well have a party. But I don't know. Anyway, 
All right. Um, next thing we have a box musical like uh, genius. His musical genius. Rock. Yeah. He he. It was basically impossible. Check this out. Yeah. He a retrograde really... inversion just means that it's turned upside down and played backwards at the same time. The brilliance of this piece is that it can be played backwards and forwards and upside down and right side up at the same time while all sounding like it chromatically fits. Had to do this on this is the absolute genius of Johann Sebastian Bach and why we consider him one of the greatest composers of all time. You know, I kind of feel like it's not fair though. Like he his name is Johann Sebastian. I think anyone with the name Johann Sebastian would automatically have to be a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that guy's dome. Yeah, man. He he is I feel like his hair is a piece of architectural art. <laughs> his hair is almost as genius as his music look at that there's oh, rhythm in his why? hair that's that that wig was so popular back in those days say it ain't so that's not a wig that's his real hair right ben <laughs> you want to believe it. that so you know that thing that they just showed is a mobius strip and we were just talking about this thing after like a mobius strip is you take a piece of paper, you turn it, and then attach both ends in it. You basically, if you were walking on this strip, you'd come back to the same spot eventually. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's a really, really cool formation. Like a almost a paradoxical loop. Yeah, when I was in when I was in school, I used to like make these, even though I at the time like I mean, I'm talking about like elementary school, you know, I'd just be sitting here bored and like playing with stuff and I would be making these shapes and and try to figure out like, well, this is like an like never ending. Like you can't it, it, yeah, it, it is one of those I love that vision of you doing that. And I love how now instead of that, you're just there playing with a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I upgraded. You did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> upgraded yeah here's the rubik's cube i was playing with earlier that's funny <laughs> <laughs> okay this is interesting so a bright pink glow appears in uk skies as locals fear it's the end of the world whoa i didn't i haven't seen this yet this is crazy you know what's you know what's even crazier let me tell you what it is it turns out it was artificial light from an agricultural company growing 400 million tomatoes. It's the biggest greenhouse complex in the country, covering 90 acres of land. What? Their LED lights reflect onto the clouds at certain times and freak people the heck out. They've become a spooky, glowing landmark. Okay, so it was artificial. Okay, so it wasn't... I. It wasn't like tomatoes that were causing this. It was the LED light. lights reflecting off of the tomatoes. Off the of tomatoes. Out. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. 400 million tomatoes. That is a lot of tomatoes. So I guess that could potentially happen this, if you... This looks like a scene out of like Harry Pop Potter or whatever. Harry Potter. It really does. Either I think they're the grow lights or something. Like these are yeah. probably pink lights. I doubt we're seeing the color of the tomatoes. Mm-hmm. 
Probably. Maybe, maybe you're right, but I would have no because LED lights would be hitting, bouncing off of the tomatoes and then hitting, going into the air, right? Or no? That can't be. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, what? I mean, okay, granted, 400 million tomatoes is a ton of tomatoes, depending on how. Yeah, but the tomatoes are on like, green vines and you have yeah. LED lights. Hit, how there would have to be so many tomatoes on these things. That's what I, I can't figure it out either. It, it doesn't. I don't know. That's weird. I feel like this is their weather balloon excuse for something else going That's on. That's actually what I was thinking too. I'm like, is this just like an excuse for something? Like, I, it's a I weather know. tomato. It's a weather tomato. Well, yeah. hey, you guys at home, uh, do you like Alien this tomato. weirder news uh, that we just, you know, showed you? Well, stay tuned for the top ten weirder news of the week segment later on in the show, where you'll hear funny, strange, and spooky news to keep you laughing at the end of a long week. Mm-hmm. Ben, you got a Bendella effect for me. I, I think. do. Yes, we'll get into the Bendella Mandela effects right now. All right. All right. This one actually took me by surprise. Uh, by surprise. Um, Noah's Ark, uh, the story of him bringing all the animals. Um, yes. What's the number uh, like of each animal that he brought with him? On the ark, was like two of each, right? So that so this is what's crazy is that this is what I remembered. Um, I don't remember this though. Yeah, I'm okay. it had to yeah, yeah. I mean, most people think it's two, and when you look at all these examples, all these images, all these drawings, like I, that's what I. I mean, I went to Bible school when I was little. That's what I remember. It was like Noah took two of every animal. Well. <laughs> I saw this and I was like, wait a minute, what? And it said, you know, the question that, that these headlines were asking, did Noah take seven pairs or just two pairs of animals with him on the ark? This is literally what it's because then I was like, okay, let me look at the actual seven source. would make more sense. So there wasn't inbreeding. That's kind of what I was thinking too. So it does make more sense. It's just, what do we remember? And verse um, seven, two in Kings James Bible says, um, oh, okay. This is a little bit different. Okay. I'll just read the one that's on the screen. You shall take with you seven, each of every clean animal, a male and his female to each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female. What the heck does clean and unclean mean in this case? That, this is the other debate that, that I, I was like asking people too. like, what, you know, just, just kind of like in general, like, what does this mean by clean and unclean? And another question. How in the world was the ark big enough to hold all of these animals when that would be yeah. way too many animals? I mean, according to the Bible, pigs are unclean. So then I guess there would be pigs. It would just be two, but like giraffes maybe, or lions, like all these things are seven. But then it's like, this is not what is traditionally taught. So th this to me was like super weird because I'm like, wait a minute. I just thought it was, it was like Noah just took two of every animal and brought it on the ark. So this to me is like, <laughs> this is, this was really weird. And then like, Lindsay, can you pull up some of these like um, drawings? Uh, yeah, just pull up some of these. So, cause I, I was just, I started typing in Noah's Ark and ev I, I'm not joking. Every photo I was looking at or every, not photo, but like 
like recreation of Noah's Ark. Can I just interrupt and point out how There's cute a... those chipmunks are on the bottom left corner there? What the <laughs> heck? They're probably arguing each. With They're each like, other. hello, I'm here. <laughs> so, but in this photo, there's two of every animal. True. You don't have seven. And, and in every single of these drawings that I was finding, even this one with all these animals, there's always two. I remember watching cartoons based on the Bible series, and there's always two of everything. So I, I, I don't know. One I, I explanation. King James is an alien. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. So then, I, well, then I was like, okay, may, maybe like, you know, this was someone's interpretation of it. But then when, when, when I, yeah, like I said, we just read the, the part in the Bible and I'm like, dude, I, I really don't remember that. Um, you know, Did you guys watch uh, Schoolhouse Rock when you were growing up? Um, I saw, yeah. I, mean, I, I saw it in passing, but I can, I couldn't be able to tell you like, it about it now the one know? that teaches you the two tables like two times two is four that's all about noah's ark and it shows two by two to teach kids how to do their times tables that's so interesting yeah so i mean you could one could argue like okay what's clean and unclean animals you know i guess noah knew but anyway somebody's an upset banana on YT said, I think it means edible animals and animals prohibited from consumption. Probably. I, I mean, that that's kind of what, what I would guess, too. But like, what about horses? You know, I mean, are... <laughs> seven yeah. or two. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could eat a horse. Well, yeah, in some cultures they would. But... Look how happy those elephants look. I mean, seriously, can you look happier than that? <laughs> <laughs> Elephants like I'm on Noah's Ark, guys. Hey, look, 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 they have dolphins next yeah. to it. It's like dolphins are like, dude, we don't need an ark. <laughs> Let's bring the dolphins on the ark. Yeah, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's really uh, kind of kind of it, it definitely threw me for a loop. Anyway, I'll definitely say that. So that's I, why they call it the Bendela effect for a reason. Yes. All right, why don't we uh, play a trailer right now, and then we're going to get into Nestle. Not Nessie, Nestle. Or we could talk about Nessie, too, but... Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know what Lindsay's doing right now. <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear uh, you We now. can hear We can now. Whatever you guys want to do. You ready yeah, for a let's, trailer? Let's play a trailer. All right. Less than a mile from shore. Monsters of the seas were long thought to be myths. But some magic hunters sought power for themselves, believing that old legends held secret truths. Why did the famous occultist Aleister Crowley make his home on Loch Ness, which later became famous for its elusive creature. Why are there so many paranormal sightings in the area? What other creatures of the deep have been spotted in Scotland that are largely ignored or considered local folktales? 
The human mind enjoys impressive visions of unearthly creatures. Now then, the sea is precisely their best medium. The only setting suitable for the breeding and growing of such giants. Next to which such land animals as elephants or rhinoceroses are mere dwarves. Find out what creatures may be a lot closer than 20,000 leagues under the sea. Join Edge of Wonder for a deep dive into the cryptids of the abyss. Right, guys, you can find that series on our um, rise.tv platform along with all the other series we did. We, we uh, this month specifically, we have a whole Halloween uh special that we that we're dropping each week. Um, and uh, man, we, we just have so many episodes that we that Rob and I have done on Edge of Wonder on Rise TV. So, well produced show that you can find on there. So, if you haven't joined us, Please consider joining us. For yeah, I mean, any mystery that you're interested in, we've most likely got a show on it at this point. So pretty much busy. <laughs> we've pretty much done a show on everything. So, yes. Well, hey, what's going on with this Nestle? Nestle is closing an infant formula factory as China's birth rate plunges. And, you know, this is now this mm. is a CNN.com article. So. Uh, first step is probably not true or <laughs> the whole truth, but Nestle plans to close one of its plants that make baby formula, citing a sharp drop in China's birth rate. Yeah. Is it, is it that, or I mean, well, so that that's, that's actually the question, you know, and I thought that's what we, we will get into, you know, this article is saying that China's population, um, it's like basically like their their economic growth is slowing down. Um, the number of newborn babies in China has declined sharply um, from some 18 million per year in 2016 to fewer than 9 million projected in 2023. So more than half. That's kind of crazy. So this 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 um, factory they had is in uh, Ireland. And that, and which is kind of strange. So it's wow. like this factories in Ireland specifically making baby formula for, for the Chinese market only. And then this is the one that they're shutting down, but it's like, what's really going on in China is the big question, right? Well, and what's that going to do to Ireland's economy? Because that's I mean, it's a Nestle, it's a massive Nestle factory. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Especially if it was producing people for infants in China. So, um, you know, the other aspect is in which this doesn't get into at all is how many people in China have died since, you know, COVID and all this stuff. Um, with, and that's, that's the big question, you know, that the CCP were, were hiding a lot of the numbers because they, they wanted to look like, you know, obviously this came from China. So they're like, Oh, we're on top of everything and everything's fine. So they were like suppressing the number of deaths 
And um, from what we were like uncovering, basically, it seems like it was way higher than yeah, yeah, than what you know what the CCP was was um, saying. Um, so you know, and that's that's been another thing. I mean, the Chinese economy is taking a massive hit, and it's on the verge of like total collapse, actually. And stock, the people in the stock market industry, they all know it. And a lot of it stems from the real estate um, aspect. We were doing a show a couple, couple like maybe a month or so ago, where we were talking about the, um, the real estate aspect in China. And there was one company, one of the biggest real estate companies in China, uh, haven't, hasn't paid their... Um, Yes, you can say like the debts that they have. I mean, it's like a multi-billion dollar company and they skipped two of their payments. So a lot of people within like the um, stock industry and everything else were really worried because if this company, it's like it basically, if this collapses, like 35% of the Chinese economy would go down with it because uh, 35% of the, like that the real estate industry in China is that makes up that much percentage of their, um, uh, GDP. So, um, it, it, it has massive implications if, if something like that were to crumble. So then the question is, you know, really what's going on with, with the Chinese decline in population. And, you know, I don't think any mainstream media is really going to get at the heart of what's happening. No, why aren't they telling anyone? That's what's crazy. I mean, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. If that, like, if they're not telling people that that's happening, that doesn't make any sense. You know? I mean, back in 2020, when COVID first got on the scene, I mean, there was lockdowns everywhere. So why would... They not say that all these people were dying. I don't get it, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Here they were inflating the numbers to, you know, push the, push all the stuff that they were trying to push over there. They're, they're suppressing it because they want to look like they got ahead of everything in reality. You know, it's just like people were locked up in their homes and like, it was really, you know, it's still really bad in China. Um, and you know, because of all of that, of what happened with how the CCP handled everything and people locked up, not being able to get um, just medicine in general, or even like good food, eating healthy for the last few years, like a lot of people in China, like their immune system is just really has taken a massive hit. So they're more prone to get, um, you know, illnesses and things like that. Whereas like over here, a lot of us now have developed a lot of stronger immunity, whether, you know, you got it or didn't get the, the whatever. But, um, so it's like, you know, I don't think it's going to affect us quite as much as over there. And then, yeah, I mean, then the other aspect is, is like the whole workforce in China has, is really shifted. People are not buying things. And it's like, is people not buying things because, um, Again, is it because there's less people in China or is it because, you know, people are trying to save their money and they don't want to buy as much? I mean, it's probably a combination of both, but something a, is la- really- a ladder does not seem realistic because people need to buy things to survive. Right. It's yeah. And it's well, it also, every industry. Yeah. And it also indicates there being people worried about something. 
right? So they're not going out. They're not shopping normally. So what's happening on the ground in China? That's the question. That is telling us. Yes. And I mean, we're talking about a government that's lied more than (laughs) any other ever in the history of ever. Like no comparison. It's like the entire structure of the CCP is built to lie. So we're going to believe that this Nestle factory shutting down is just, oh, it's just less birth rate. The birth rate's gone down. (laughs) (laughs) Like nothing about that makes any sense. It it doesn't at all. It really doesn't. Um, And I, I bet, and I bet even, I mean, so there, again, they were saying that it went from 19 million per year and then they're estimating this year to be fewer than 9 million. So less, again, less than half in 2023, which is just going to continue on for each year from at that point. You know, what's crazy about that, Ben? What's that? That could mean if those numbers are accurate, we might be looking at half of the Chinese population that's that's been affected by whatever is going on there. Whoa, dude, Do you get what I'm saying? Crazy. That's a micro that's a microcosm of the numbers of the entire population. That's crazy. Wow, dude. 1.3 billion people in China alone. Yeah. Wow. Now, now, granted, you know, because of the, the one child policy, it was, wasn't in place for so long. They, they finally removed that. So that's the thing. We should actually be seeing an increase yeah. in births, <laughs> but, but we're, we're not. So yeah. I mean, how much of the population were affected now, granted, you know, because of COVID, because of people were locked in their homes because of, the, of how like, insane the ccp handled all of this stuff um people obviously you know they they it's like there is some is some situations where families don't really want to have kids right now because of the situation in china or you know people couldn't go out and do much in the last couple years in china they couldn't go out and meet each other and go on dates and you know whatever so a lot more people were just stuck in their homes so that also kind of contributes to things but that we shouldn't see a half of a drop off so this is this is a lot that's yeah it's actually really scary when you kind of put it in perspective and yeah yeah and the other thing was the cell phone too you know so so that was early times yeah, the Epic Times really reported on this um, early, early during COVID, maybe 2021. They had an article. 60 million or 40 million or 60 I think it was million 40, left. 40 million? Yeah, all of a sudden, like 40 million phones um, just got deactivated because no, and they, they weren't, according to them, they, well, they just weren't being paid for. But the question is, did those people die? That that was the, always the question. No one in China in their right mind is going to stop using their cell phone. The internet is the only outlet they have. Right. Okay. That's I can see. Crazy. 
I could see like a handful of people that were like, oh, okay, you know, I can't afford my phone anymore. But, um, but the weird thing is, was how, yeah, here it is. Okay. China lost millions of cell phone users in 2020, official data. And this is from the Epic Times. And some of the other mainstream media uh, was criticizing the Epic Times for reporting on this, but it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're actually, we're, we're not just guessing here. This is like officially, like, I think the number was somewhere between 30 and 40 million cell phones were literally shut off in China in 2020. Why? That's always been the question. And um, so, yeah. Well, and, and I think a lot of other media do not understand when the Epoch Times reports on something that they should take it seriously. Like you'd think they'd learn by now, but it's like the whole reason the Epoch Times was formed was literally to give a voice to people in China who were being mm -hmm. actually persecuted. Mm -hmm. Like there's no free press in China. You will not get real information from China. And so the Epoch Times comes on the scene, starts reporting truthfully on stuff. They've been ahead of the curve every single time something's happened, especially the Chinese. Yeah. Especially like, Chinese, yeah. And then they start criticizing them for that. And like that's actually a brilliant way to look at mm -hmm. the data over there, you know? Okay, 21 million. I'm sorry. We said 40, but... Um, we, we were wrong, I, but uh, however, however, that's only from, that's from November of 19, 2019 to February, 2020. Um, so, you know, yeah, that could, it could be well, I mean, I'm sure now it's well over 21 million. So it, for sure probably so much higher and that's that would actually be a really interesting way to see um what's really happening with china but i think we're i think like nestle pulling out we're going to start seeing more and more companies starting to pull out because the market is just no longer there and something something is dramatically changed shifted. look at hollywood movies like they yeah. were a couple of years ago before covid they were trying to put Chinese people into their films any chance they could get just because like <clears throat> the future industry was going to be China. And it's been not, like, in fact, they've gone the opposite way in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. that, Something's going on. So something, yeah, de definitely something is going on. And, um, yeah. And, and like even, even making products, uh, a lot of, uh, places, um, you know, the, the, it's like the, um, like look at cars. sell. I mean, almost every industry is struggling to keep up with the demand like overseas because all this stuff is coming from China. And the question is, is like, well, you know, factories should be up and running again. Is, is it the simple fact that there's less people at these factories now, you know? Right. And, and, and if so, why specifically like what's going on? This was the uh, infamous scene in <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse where they showed the Chinese Epoch Times in the movie and refused to take it out. And so China actually canceled the entire movie from being seen in China. Just because they showed an Epoch Times box. And and from what I remember, Epoch Times didn't even know that it was in there. <laughs> they, no, they actually, like, what, what I heard is that there isn't a box at this place. So whoever 
made the movie purposely put this in there. That's what <laughs> that's, I heard. That's so fascinating. Could be, could be, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, it could, and it could be the simple fact that they, it was like, oh, you know, because yellow really stands out. So it's like, it's possible they were just like, oh, this will match the scene. Good contrast. We'll just have this box in there, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, or somebody might've like been like, you know what? I'm going to try to put this in there. They were like, you know cool. what? Up China's butt. <laughs> we're putting this in there. <laughs> Probably with that accent. Probably exactly with that accent. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, All right. it's good talking about that, you guys, but we're going to get on to the next subject now, which is the U.S. is receiving dozens of UFO reports a month. Senior Pentagon official says. So this office has received 800 reports to investigate as of this past April up from 650 reports in August, 2022. That's two, two that's 150 more. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, this is from Sean Kirkpatrick, who heads up the all domain anomaly resolution office at the Pentagon. And that's what he told CNN. And isn't that, <clears throat> isn't that all domain domain anomaly resolution office? The one that Grush was a, the head of it for a time. Uh, I don't know if he was ahead of it. He might have been. I think this is this is the one that um, that is the official Pentagon website that's like releasing videos and information on UFOs. Kind of lame, honestly, but whatever. I, I'm surprised they're doing something. So at least we can say they're doing something. <laughs> right. But like the Tic Tac UFO is now like on there and whatnot, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, quote, there are some indicators that are concerning that may be attributed to foreign activity. And we are investigating those very hard, said Kirkpatrick, speaking exclusively to CNN ahead of the release of the annual report on unidentified aerial phenomena. So what's really interesting is this term that they use foreign activity. And, um, uh, this book I'm reading that the, the day after Roswell, um, and you know, some other, what, what, like other people have been talking about. Yeah. And I think even, um, Bill Cooper mentioned it too, that, <laughs> so they were, they were trying to think of a name for, uh, like all the stuff that they were getting from extraterrestrials, like all, all this technology and everything else. And they needed something super vague in general so they literally came up with the term foreign technology so when you hear that you're you not in your country yeah you're just yeah. thinking other country so it's interesting that they used foreign activity like he said that direct directly this this kirk patrick guy because to me that was kind of like a red flag like Oh, I, you know, it's like that because that, that's so vague. Like what yeah. is foreign activity? <laughs> it could be anything, you know, specifically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, foreign planet. Yeah. Foreign planet. Exactly. And, and, um, the, um, the, the guy who, um, who, who wrote that the day after Roswell, um, book, I can't think of his name. It's top of my head. Colonel something, but he, um, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> no, not his name was. But he was saying that um, because it was just foreign technology, any any document that they had 
would have that foreign technology. And it's like, no one would really even look at these documents because it was just like, ah, oh, like what the heck is foreign technology? Like who can, you know, it sounds super boring and just some jargon thing, you know, with like some, the day after, yeah, this is it. Philip Cor Corso, that, that's his name. So anyway, he was talking about that specifically. So I just thought that was really weird. That And then it was like, great. He's like, then it was, then after we turned, we made, we coined this term. It's like, we could do all this stuff and nobody within like the military were asking any questions because it was just like, oh, send this to the foreign technology guys or whatever, you know? And they started just getting all this equipment. And that's where um, he actually said the biggest thing that they received from the Roswell crash out of all this stuff. Um, and there was a whole list of stuff that they got. The, the best thing that they got was um, night Chapter. vision. What? Night vision. Oh, they got night vision from Roswell? Yes. He I said, thought you were going to say, because I know they got Kevlar from there. All of that. All of that's included. But for, for the military, the greatest piece of technology was night vision. Interesting. And they, they noticed it in the crash right away, but people were too afraid to look into it because they, they thought that would like burn their eyes or something. <laughs> and then um, they, it was a total Matter, Colonel Sanders here. chicken. That? <laughs> <laughs> right. Which kind of leads into um, the whole cold, cold war too. So, um, and what happened? Sorry. Yeah. Right. Your camera frozen. <laughs> My camera keeps freezing on me. Okay. Anyway, so um, why don't we? Uh, we're going to show another trailer, and when we get in, we'll get into a uh, brief discussion on the Cold War. Sounds good. The Bermuda Triangle is one of the most mysterious and paranormal places in the world. Ships, planes, and people disappear there, never to be seen again. Are the paranormal aspects of these disappearances? Really? Just a myth? Are the tales of boats vanishing off the face of the earth telling us something strange is going on? Why are some missing boats showing up later completely intact, but the entire crew disappeared without a trace? Most compelling of all, phantom ships are still being spotted at sea as mysterious ghost ships. And that's the truly bizarre, mysterious, and fascinating research we did for you today. So strap on your goulashes and hold on tight to the edge. It's going to be a bumpy ride. I've always wanted a pair of goulashes. <laughs> no? Just so that I could say it. <laughs> I have some goulashes. Ben, could you hand me my goulashes? <laughs> keep my hair, keep my my feet dry. I I always get confused on that. And um, what's the what's the soup dish? Goul oh, sounds it's similar. Called goulash. <laughs> yeah, right. It is right. I think it is. That's why I'm like, wait a minute. Goulash. That's why I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I, am I thinking of the right thing? You know what would be like paradoxical is eating goulash out of a pair of goulashes while you're wearing a pair of goulashes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be funny. That'd be really funny. Well, anyway, you guys, that's our Halloween series that, that um, we were talking about earlier. Um, we have the uh, also what what we came out with was the um 
the Cleveland torso murders. And it was a massive episode or almost like a documentary long video that we did all about the background and the history about it. Um, probably something you've never heard of before. And the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run or um, the Cleveland Torso Murders. And then, uh, uh, yeah, coming into weird possessed things and hauntings that we did. And then, of course, we have the uh, the uh, missing ghost ships. So well, you can find all that on Rise TV right <clears throat> now. Sounds about right for Halloween. Yeah, definitely does. So. All right, so what's up with this uh, the the Cold War and uh, UFO cover up here? You know, it's so fascinating because you know, obviously, we know that during the Cold War there was like a lot of cover up stuff with UFO related things, and especially like after Roswell and what happened and Project Blue Book and like all this stuff, right? What was what's so interesting is that. There's been multiple things I've been looking into and that the guy that wrote that book that I was talking about day after Roswell, he was one of them, but there's other sources too, that, that I, I was hearing all about, <clears throat> about how both Russia and the U S were, were actually kind of working together in, in during the cold war. And like, I, I found information to support this. It's just like, I couldn't really figure out why, but then it was because supposedly because of the extraterrestrial threat. Huh. So when Roswell happened, um, the reason why they said we can't tell the world about this is because one, they looked at how the population responded for war of the worlds, the radio broadcast, right. And everyone freaked out. Freaked so out. Yeah. the other thing was they didn't have the technology to really stand against any extraterrestrial threat. And for the first time ever, it was like, wow. Um, you know, they, 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 they really, it seems like the military and the government really looks at, at extraterrestrials as a threat. So it's like, how can we tell the world that there's this extraterrestrial threat, but we have no defense against it. So they wanted time to kind of figure out what was going on. And the cold war provided a perfect opportunity for them to to manu to have the budget to just start manufacturing weapons and doing reverse engineering technology stuff with all this alien things that they were finding. So secretly they were making all these nuclear weapons on both sides, but it didn't really seem either side had any intent on using them against each other. And besides both the KGB and the CIA were so infiltrated with each other's spies. Yeah. <laughs> that, that they were like most of the time, like each side knew what was happening before even like people high up in the military even knew what was going on in their own country, you know? So anyway, it provided a really good cover for them to, to manufacture weapons just in case there was some kind of extraterrestrial threat. And they already knew that they were abducting people and they were doing the, um, the testing on cow or, you know, the, the, the cow mutilations, cattle mutilations and everything else. So anyway, it's just kind of a, it was just kind of a really interesting factor behind the cold war that I couldn't, I had like all these pieces and I was trying to put them together. And then that was kind of the one piece that I was missing it was like, Oh, that's really interesting. You know, that's probably why, but also you know, and and even this article that you were reading earlier, 
goes into, it says most sightings and observations come from near restricted military airspace. So, you know, this, this report that they were looking into, uh, in this investigation, um, found that, yeah, a lot of these are coming from military airspaces and bases. So, you know, again, it's probably some kind of extraterrestrial thing, um, surveying what kind of weapon systems and communications and just all of the above that, that, you know, we have to defend ourselves. Mm. And, um, so anyway, it was just another really factor behind all of this. Um, well, and maybe the race in the cold war was not against Russia. Maybe it was like you said, like it was a threat that they found that went way beyond anything they had realized before. And so both countries were, developing desperately trying to develop technology and probably and i mean we know that the that the russians and the united and the united states were working together on different projects during the cold war why would they be doing that unless it was for an external threat yeah hundred percent. that 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 was the question that i had for so long because that that's like that's like kind of um you know that's not like secret government information that got leaked. I mean, you can find those documents now that they were literally working together in certain projects. And they were like, why the heck, how are they working together? Especially when you look at um, uh, um, Antarctica, that was one of the big things during the Cold War, Cold War, both the US and Russia sent people there. And they were just like, it's like, yeah, we're in Antarctica and there's no war here and we're everyone's cool and we're all working together. So it's like, why? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, that kind of, uh, it, it kind of makes sense now and kind of put things in perspective. Yeah. Well, you guys, we have a crazy deep dive on quartz crystals, um, <clears throat> that we're going to get into right now. So quartz crystals detected swirling in an exoplanet's atmosphere. This is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Astronomers using the James Webb Space Telescope have for the first time detected tiny quartz crystals containing silica, a common mineral on Earth, within the atmosphere of a blazing hot exoplanet, WASP-17b. Now, it's likely that the... Yeah, I know. It's a weird name. I don't know. Scientists name things weird. (laughs) It's likely that the nanoparticles of silica, which on Earth appears in beach sands and is used to produce glass, swirl from the clouds of the exoplanet. Now, just for context, this is one of the largest exoplanets known. It's 1,300 light years from Earth, and it's more than seven times the volume of Jupiter. And each crystal is one a millionth of a centimeter. So that's basically 10,000 grains could could fit side by side across a human hair. That that's how tiny this is. Yeah, it's really interesting, but it kind of set us on this deep dive um, about quartz just in general. Mm-hmm. So it's unit cells, a.k.a. the smallest building blocks of the atomic grid that reflect the properties of crystals are hexagonal. So it has hexagonal unit cells. That's really weird and it's the b- most abundant mineral in the earth's crust 
it's plentiful in all parts of the world. It's mm-hmm. resistant to chemical and physical weathering. This is why rocks that contain quartz last so long, like limestone that contain it or whatever, they'll mm-hmm. last for a really long time. Yeah, it's true. So when r- rocks weather away, the residual material usually contains quartz. This is why the sand um, at most of the world's beaches is quartz. Now, quartz forms at all temperatures. It's extremely durable. It's the dominant mineral on mountaintops, and it has piezoelectric properties. So you can you can piezoelectrical charge this stuff. Filter it, it, it it's contained in filters and purifies groundwater systems in nature. Right? Mm-hmm. So this stuff filters everything. Yeah. yeah, that's why crystals are actually really, really amazing. When you really, yeah, <laughs> and not not only that, I mean, they're in like every piece of technology that we have. Um, are all, are, and then like else, you know, also like LCD screens are liquid crystal display. I mean, it literally is like crystal technology that that we're experiencing firsthand. So, yeah, there's there's some other interesting things here, like do crystals have special properties? You know, uh, crystal-like relics are found in monks when they're cremated at death are called serira. These are not bones or teeth, but a sort of like hard nugget or deposit, like some sort of crystalline structure. Yeah. Mainstream science will be like, Oh, this is just like bones or teeth, but then it's like, okay, if, if, if a normal person is cremated, how come, they don't have it. They don't have that. Yeah. And and they're very like crystalline kind of looking almost like stones. And literally we, when they cremate monks, they find these um, with, with uh, within them. So um, supposedly it's like a, a like as they're meditating and doing all these things and, and like, you know, bringing energy into their body. Um, the, the 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 science behind it i guess in like a spiritual science aspect you could say is that it, it these things are literally forming from this like energetic things that they're bringing into their body i mean it's like it's like the dantian you know if you if you look at um a lot of chinese especially chinese martial arts even um even kung fu it will talk about the dantian and how you're bringing energy into the Dantian, which is kind of like the solar plexus area. And so for monks um, and people, even in martial arts, it's like this energy accumulates and it's literally almost from like, you could say like almost like another dimension or something like that, that forms and they, they find these things in various different people when they, when they're cremated, you know, it's and weird. So, some of it's in display in India and whatnot, but what right, were you going to say? Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, you know, what's weird is like, as we, as you were talking about this and, um, I've been watching all these videos recently on, I think it's Instagram or something of this. There's just clips of this guy basically theorizing that a lot of the red rat rock is actually, uh, material from organic beings that have hardened over time. Hmm. And it's like, what if the crystal is something like this, like like, some type of organic material that hardens and becomes one of the most prominent substances on earth. I mean, you could say the same thing about like 
a lot of pressure. Like, look at diamonds too. Yeah. Like maybe it's like some something you know, we don't understand. Something from another, like like what would it manifest in another dimension? You know that that's like the really curious part. Like, what if like yeah. diamonds like manifest in this like you know? And then maybe that's why they're so sought after. And you know, diamonds are indestructible too. So it's like I mean, I truly believe that everything has some kind of form in other dimensions. And you know what's weird? So it's weird. It's like it's like the ocean is salt water but your tears are salt water. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it's kind of weird. It's like our bodies emulate what's already happening on the ocean, but it's like, ah, oh, there's something there, you know, don't our, um, to our, to our, doesn't the blood crystallize if it dries. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Um, if I, I have to kind of look more into that. Yeah. But anyway, you know, geysers and hot springs occur when hot water passes through underground quartz-rich rocks, dissolving minerals and bringing them to the surface. So I, natural- didn't, I did not know that. Yeah. So that's National really parks have like tons of quartz deposits, too. Well, wow. and then, of course, you know, going back in time. In Plato's account of Atlantis, Atlanteans used crystals in a, their advanced society. Mm-hmm. Sumerians and Egyptians used or wore crystals as well. And crystal, the word crystal, comes from the Greek word crystallos, meaning coldness drawn together or a kind of ice. Some does, philosophers yeah. thought the mineral was a form of super cooled ice. It does look like ice a little bit. It yeah. yeah, it's similar. Quartz comes from the German Polish quarty, meaning hard. Hmm. Just a hard crystal. Now, this is interesting, too. The quartz crisis. So the quartz crisis was the upheaval in the watchmaking industry caused by the advent of quartz watches in the 1970s and early 1980s that largely replaced mechanical watches around the world. It caused a significant decline of the Swiss watchmaking industry, which chose to remain focused on traditional mechanical watches while the majority of the world's watch production shifted to Japanese companies that embraced the new electronic tech. So quartz watches are now considered subpar battery watches and fancy watches now are all the mechanical ones. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And if, like you were talking about the, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, um, Atlanteans. I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot of people believe that there was some kind of, they, they were able to harness the energy from the crystals to use it to whatever, generate things, you know? And then of course there's that, that cartoon movie too, that Disney did, um, at Lost City of Atlantis or Atlantis or whatever, you know, and they, they were, fl- they're flying these like, I don't know, flying machine things. And it's all, activated through the crystals that they're wearing. They're like putting them in the machines and then that's how they're flying and everything else. So, you know, I, I really believe there's probably something to that. I mean, like when you really look into, um, Sedona as well, you know, I mean, basically Sedona is just a massive crystal, crystal <laughs> land, you know? Yeah. Um, but of course it's like covered with rock, but then once you break that rock, I mean, all it is, is it's just this, it's like this massive crystal and, and, and like, I've never found any hard evidence. Of course, we do know that ancient civilizations 
um, where there's remnants of like, you know, old structures and things around Sedona and in Sedona. But it always made me wonder if like, like the, the cathedral rock was once upon a time, some kind of like crystal palace that, you know, I always think like when I'm looking at the grand Canyon or even like, what's the, the rocks that are out on shore in Oregon that you can see from the sea, they're like jutting up out of the ocean. Yeah. I know it always look like old structures that have just like over time deteriorated, you know, all of it does. All of it does. So it's really, it really kind of interesting. And of course, like for, um, I like interviewed Bill Homan, who um, is like, I guess you could say the caretaker of the first original crystal skull, which is the um, Mitchell Hedges crystal, crystal skull. And uh, I had a whole interview with him with the, with the skull in front of us. And what made this so, what makes the skull so unique is that um, he's had multiple scientists look at it and not a single one of them can really explain explain the skull it's such a, a anomaly um they're like it goes against the grain of the of of the actual crystal so if any tool was made with this um it would have shattered the crystal because it it's like going against yes how the crystal was naturally formed um there's also no tool marks and it's basically like a real skull that that that's that's the that's like the, the thing that everyone kind of comes down to. It's like, if I were to hold up this skull and a real skull, aside from like maybe the size and whatnot, you would, it, it's almost like made in nature. Like it, it was, it was formed and not created or not like made by hands or a machine or anything else. No one can figure out how it was made. So, and of course that thing is like super crazy. I don't <laughs> so many experiences with that skull and all i can say is like it's alive it's like it, it 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 it's like there's information that is stored in that thing that's like super old i would say at least a hundred thousand years old and you know supposedly if you put them all together then it like re- will reveal something about you know the origin of humankind or something like that why don't we get them all together what's well, the I, I mean each group is trying depending on what group you're talking about. I mean, like the, I, like from Bill, Bill was telling me things privately that we didn't put in the interview. So I, I don't, I won't. Well, I think he, he did tell me that the Rothschilds, okay, you can tell me after the show. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, the Rothschilds have been trying to purchase that skull from him or from the family for a very long time. And, you know, they, they refused to sell it, but he had it, um, people try to steal it from him um, multiple times and not just like, Oh, I'm going to go on the bus and steal it. I mean, it was like, Hey, we're going to take you on this trip. We're going to bring you to this place, blah, 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 blah. And it was like the whole thing was a massive setup where they were going to take it from him. And the skull alerted him. Like, like he just got this warning, like we need to get out of here right now. And it was like, he made a phone call and he pretended that he was talking to, he was like, Oh, I'm just going to call my wife. And he was just having a normal conversation, but he was able to reveal in that conversation. I I'm in, I'm, I'm in great danger. My life is in danger. And she was able to help him like get out of the situation. And she called the police and everything. And eventually like he was able to like leave. But anyway, he's got, he's got a lot of stories like that. And like every situation, he just felt this, 
massive sense of danger. And he kept thinking it like he was associating it with the skull. The skull was like alerting him to this stuff. So the skull was giving him telepathic hits. <laughs> That's pretty, great. pretty crazy stuff. But anyway. yeah, it's interesting. Like, you know, we could go on and on uh, here about crystals. Um, you know, like we were saying, electrical properties being piezoelectric and heat resistant, make it a valuable in electronics, of course. Also, mm -hmm. it's melting temperature is higher than most metals. So quartz can be used for foundry sand in molds and cores of metalwork and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Granite has quartz in it used for countertops. All electronics use crystals, LCDs, you know, liquid crystal display. Those those are a thing. Microchips work because of crystals. <laughs> um, of course, you know, they can be all kinds of different colors. Um, yeah, and they're not too expensive either. And they, and they supposedly have a lot of healing properties as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. they can. Vi now, this is interesting. They can vibrate at extremely precise frequencies so they can be used to make very accurate timekeeping instruments and equipment that can transmit radio TV signals with precise, stable frequencies. Yeah, imagine what we could do if like, yeah. we really, yeah, I mean, like I military mean, weapons. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, well, and that's it makes me wonder, like, yeah, what, what, like, is, how is the military using these things, you know, and a lot of movies it's like, you know, some futuristic weapon that they have has to do with some kind of crystal that they need to like put inside of it to like whether right. charge it or or it's like, oh, we need to direct this laser beam and this like special crystal thing needs to be inside of it. Uh, there's a lot of like movies and like cartoons and stuff that that just like talk about those things. Yeah, a couple more here. So high purity silica sand is used in glass making lenses, telescopes, windows, etc. One of the first known uses of quartz in the is in the form of flint. It's the production of sharp objects like knives, blades, scrapers, and projectile points like arrowheads. So flint has quartz in it. Hmm. Certain varieties have magnetic properties. So when you suspend them, they align with the Earth's magnetic field, serving as natural compasses. This is crazy wow. material. Man. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's amazing. Really, it really is amazing. And it's like if you, you know, a lot of things I was reading too, because we, we, you know, we know so many people into crystals. <laughs> Probably a lot of people in this chat's like, you guys didn't talk about this and this and this. But anyway, uh, I keep freezing. Um, but okay. But anyway, um, the other aspect is is uh, sound. Um, you know, really when you combine crystal and sound, I mean, it can, it can amplify like a whole, f uh, healing frequencies and everything. Else. Yeah, yeah. So, um, th there's a lot of people that are focusing on that, like the, the sat, like a sound ball made like, you know, having elements of crystal in it and whatnot. So yeah, crystals are really, and they're so abundant too. So it's kind of cool. Well, hey, you guys, we're going to go over to Rise.TV in a second. Um, just wanted to take an opportunity uh, to talk to you guys for a minute about what's now out on Rise.TV in case you can subscribe and support our work. Uh, we have on Edge of Wonder, the Bermuda Triangle and Ghost Ships that Still Haunt the Seas. Pretty awesome episode. Mm -hmm. Creatures of the Night, World's Oldest Ghost, Time Travel Mysteries, and Top Halloween World Records, which we did just recently. That was a killer show. Scary Hauntings, Vanishings, and a Message in a Tombstone. 
which was Bermuda Triangle is one of the most mysterious and paranormal. Whoop. Lindsay's playing my voice. I was like, why am I talking at myself? <laughs> so for um, the metaphysical show, we have interdimensional portals, mining superstitions, and Tommyknocker sightings, cave creatures, part one, toxic waste creature, deep oil drilling alien, cave serpent, and missing people, fiction hmm. or prediction. Don't want to miss that. Um, real trolls, dwarves, elves, and cave creatures that shouldn't exist, plus two exclusive Halloween Star episodes. Mysterious on the fascinating Ohio research we did for you today. So strap on your goulashes and hold on tight <laughs> for the edge. It's going to be a bumpy ride. What? You know we can hear that, right? I can't hear that. I muted the site. No, it, nope. we're totally you listening. <laughs> it's funny. You get us four times now or all at once. Oh, man. All right. Well, anyway, there's uh, two exclusive Halloween episodes on the Ohio Melonheads in the abandoned Dudley Town uh, Dark Entry Forest. It's very, very interesting uh, content. So if you guys can come on over, we're going to do a live Q&A now and then go into the top 10 weirder news of the week. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Ben, thanks for being here. Uh -huh. Thank and, you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys over on Rise.TV. Yep, we will. Who is the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run? The Cleveland Torso murders are some of the most gruesome killings that have ever taken place in America. Some believe it was worse than Jack the Ripper's crimes. On September 5th, 1934, this small forsaken neighborhood that probably would have faded away into oblivion etched its name in history. And the weird part is, is that there were very suspicious circumstances revolving around the suspects, which adds even more mystery to these horrible crimes. Little did they know at the time that this would end up becoming the biggest investigation in the Cleveland Police Department's history. Because this is an Edge of Wonder Halloween special, and I promise we'll try to make you laugh through this dark topic. All right, it's time for Q and A. Mm -hmm. So Lindsay just needs a minute. She's gonna, uh, as we transition from uh, coming back on Rise TV. But we will get to your guys' questions here.